Hey everyone, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Today it is Monday, the 10th of October, 2022. And on today's show, is the Big 12 one of the three best conferences in America right now? Where would we rank all of the conferences in the Power Five uh, now that we are basically halfway through the season? All that and more coming up on today's show. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. It is the 10th of October, 2022. Thank you all making us a part of your day. Make sure you all subscribe. Really want to get this subscriber count up. We're trying to push the 2300 right now. Every single subscription really does count. So if you guys want Big 12 content all the time, we are the place to get it. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter. You can see it in the scroller below if you're watching on YouTube at LO Big 12. And you guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. I am still in Kansas City. We'll be here for you guys will probably see me in this backdrop for two more shows. Um, and then I'll be back in Virginia, back with normal set and everything right now, but still in Kansas City right now. So that's why the setup is not like it normally is. Um, this this Today's show, really thinking about like kind of what was a fun retrospective thing to do or kind of big picture thing to do at this point in time. We're really approaching the halfway mark. You know, we are now at week seven. So teams are playing, a lot of teams are playing their sixth or seventh game, right? Depending on where your buys stack up. And we can, you know, I'm going to check this out right now to just to give you all an idea here in the Big 12 of where we're at with that. Um, this weekend, you've got Baylor playing their sixth game, West Virginia's playing their sixth game, Kansas playing game number seven, Oklahoma game number seven, Iowa State number seven, Texas number seven, Oklahoma State number six, and TCU number six, right? So a variety, but a lot of teams right now, basically the big point here is we are halfway home in the, or nearing at least halfway home uh, on the college football season, which is a really crazy thing to think about. But where is the Big 12 at this halfway point? I'll let you all know, like, we're looking at the Big 12 this season. I know a lot of times that we do a lot of stuff that focuses on the future of the Big 12, talk about Oklahoma and Texas, talk about conference expansion. Like, we're going to evaluate all the conferences in the Power Five today, but we're going to do it as they're currently constituted, right? We're not going to act like Oklahoma and Texas are part of the SEC. We're not going to act like USC and UCLA are part of the uh, – are going to be part – of the Big Ten, we're going to evaluate the conferences for what they are right now at this point in the season. So that brings us to the top 25 right here. You all can see Georgia and Ohio State up there at number one alongside Alabama at number three. There has been some jockeying. If I had a vote in the AP poll, I would put Ohio State at number one for the way that they have been playing recently. I think they've been really impressive. Nobody's really tested them. Uh, and, you know, the games haven't been that hard, but they've made it look pretty easy. Between those three, that's where I would go. Um, Clemson at number four. While they might not have been great at certain times this year, the resume has been fantastic this season with wins against NC State and Wake Forest. Um, you know, those are two really good wins. Two of the, uh, I think I saw somewhere today, two, they're two of the three wins against like top, whatever it is, uh, top 10 or 15 opponents, whatever it is this season. They own uh, a few of those, right? I mean, I think there's a few that you think of Utah getting dropped a couple times is in there, but really for the most part, doing a lot of the beating up there in the top 10 or top 20, rather uh, Clemson's was doing, been doing a lot of the work on that front, Michigan at five, Tennessee at six, USC at seven, Oklahoma state is at number eight, Ole Miss at nine, 
Penn State is at 10. UCLA is at number 11. Uh, Oregon, 12. TCU is 13. Wake Forest, 14. NC State is 15. Mississippi State is 16. Uh, Kansas State, they're they're being cut off by the ticker, is number 17. Syracuse, number 18. Good for them. 19 is Kansas. Utah is at 20. Cincinnati is at 21. 22 is Texas. 22, uh, 20, tied at number 22 is Kentucky. They share the you know votes at that point. Uh, 24 is Illinois. And the JMU Dukes in a season in their first FBS season, they're not bowl eligible, but they are 5-0 and right now in their league. So if you count them up, I made this graphic for you all so you all can see it now. The number of teams in the AP top 25 per league, and I'm going to take away the banner here at the bottom so you guys can see the last one. The SEC has six. The Big 12 has five. The Big 10 has four. The ACC has four. And the Pac-12 has four. Um, these teams are all in a variety of places, but really, you know, when you look at how many teams are in there, let's obviously focus on the Big 12. Five teams, guys, that is half the league. That is half of the league. And really, there's like no argument against any of the teams being here, right? Oklahoma State, no argument. TCU, no argument at this point with what Kansas State has shown, right? The one Tulane loss, but there's no way you could drop them. Only three people dropped Kansas from their top 25 this week. And I think after seeing what Oklahoma, or what, or what Texas has done in their last couple games, you know, West Virginia is not a great team, but they you know, they took care of business in that game. Up was it 28-0. And then they hammered Oklahoma. It was not very good, but still they looked really impressive doing that against OU. That's gotten them now uh, to number 22. And, I mean, I think they definitely deserve to be there. North Carolina, I know Baylor is there pushing to receive votes right now. But, really, it's a pretty – I mean, these teams are all solidly in there. And then you think about the teams that are not in right now in the in the league. Uh, you're thinking about, you know, teams like a Texas Tech, who is just giving everybody a ridiculously tough run for your money. I mean, absolutely it's so challenging to beat that team. Baylor up there receiving votes, but not in the top 25 right now. And in my opinion, they should not be in the top 25 right now. But you think about the, all the competitive teams in this league. I mean, yeah, sure, the bottom, West Virginia, Iowa State, and Oklahoma. But really, there are seven, in my opinion, very uh, strong teams right now. And I thought I tossed Iowa State into that group. And let's be honest about it. Like, their offense sucks, but their defense Oh, boy, their defense has been phenomenal so far this season. You cannot discount how good John Hecox's group has been. Uh, you know, it's one of the best defenses in the in the conference. I'm not sure where they stand numerically in the country, but, I mean, it's one of the best defenses. It's been the best defense so far, statistically, it feels like, in this league. Uh, and so you have to, you know, count them as at least like a, a team that's got a great side of the ball. And a lot of that conversation, you know, we've mentioned about, like, where the, um, where the Big 12 is in relation to everybody else, you know, there's not a lot of weakness and I'm about to rank these conferences one after another in the power five. But the one thing the big 12 has is that there is not an easy game, right? Nobody's going to be shocked if Baylor loses on the road to West Virginia, because we've seen West Virginia, you know, once again, they hammer Virginia tech who's not very good. They should have beaten Pitt. If it wasn't for the Bryce Ford Wheaton drop. I mean, you know, Pitt's not a bad team, but like, uh, you know, a team that could easily win the the um, almost the NFC East uh, could easily win the ACC Coastal, right? And so that's not a team that's a pushover because they got JT Daniels, Bryce Ford Wheaton. Obviously, it sucks to see CJ Donaldson go out, Dante Stills. Like, it's not one of those barren rosters like a Colorado, right? Uh, like a Virginia Tech 
who has been really, really down this season. You know, at UVA, like you, you put these teams in the Coastal, how would they do this year? Uh, you put these teams in other leagues, how would they do this year? And that's what we're going to do. So let's get after this thing. Let's rank these leagues, uh, the Power Five leagues, and see where you know I think the Big 12 stands in relation to everybody else. Let us know where you guys think the Big 12 stands. Let us know in the, com- the comment section below. Before we get to these rankings, let you guys know today's show is brought to you by Upside, the best place to save money at the pump, at your favorite store, whatever it is. Download the free Upside app today. Use the promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, and you guys will get $10 off your first purchase. Go to uh, Upside, download the app once again, or go on their website, use that promo code LOCKED. All right, number one, SEC. Come on now. I mean, this league has been dominant, obviously, for a while. But you look where their ranked teams are. Georgia deserves to be up there. Yeah, obviously. Alabama, right? Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee, you know, there's a conversation about, hey, are they the third best team in the league? That's gone by the wayside. The conversation is, are they one or two? Or, you know, or, you know, are they, are they in that top tier? Can they fight to be two or one? And they'll get chances against both Alabama and Georgia this season. They've got Alabama this week. But Tennessee is an awesome team, and I'm not. I'm not even sure I gave them the proper respect. Ole Miss is at is at a six and zero. I mean, they had the win against Kentucky. I don't think Kentucky's that good of a team, but they've beaten Troy, Central Arkansas, at Georgia Tech. They beat Tulsa by eight. They beat Kentucky by three, and then they end up beating Vanderbilt by twenty four, which is nice. So, you know, with resume wise, it's not great, but they've taken care of some business. So, sure, put them up there in the top ten. Also in the rankings, Mississippi State. I mean, I was working the other day with Barrett Salee and Tom Luganville, and they thought Mississippi State might be that fourth best team in the SEC. Even though Ole Miss is higher, we'll see obviously these two teams meet in the Egg Bowl. But Memphis, oh, excuse me, Memphis. Mississippi State's racked up wins against, uh, um, they beat Memphis, when Arizona by 22, so easily handled that game. They lost the game to LSU in a game that I thought they really should have won. They were they felt like they were in control for a lot of that game. They got away from them late. They beat uh, AM by 18. They beat Arkansas by 23. They've got on the road against Kentucky this week. We'll see if Will Levis even plays, and that's why Kentucky didn't get dropped. They had no Will Levis last week. Um, and that also gets something I'm going to hit on with the Big 12 when we get there, uh, the quarterback depth, because we're seeing in some places quarterback depth is not, not excellent. Uh, but Mississippi State, you know, I, they've got a really difficult schedule the rest of the way. At Kentucky, at Alabama, Auburn, they should be able to win that one. Uh, Georgia comes to them, and they're on the road in the Egg Bowl. So not sure that record's going to end up being the prettiest thing ever, but their resume is pretty strong already as it is and has a chance to get much stronger. They're a really good football team. And you look at the rest of the way uh, for the SEC in this top 25. I mentioned Kentucky is there too. So they've got teams littered all over the place, and most of all, They've got four teams in the top 10. They've got two of the three top, uh, you know, three, and they've got three of the best six, right? I mean, you're talking about, once again, like this is a league that has got Ole Miss, Tennessee, Alabama, and Georgia in the top 10, Mississippi State at 16, and then you've got the Kentucky at number 22. There's really not a whole lot of argument here about this. The next one is the Big Ten. Um They've got three top teams that I think are really, really good. I think Ohio State, in my opinion right now, should be number one. But, you know, once again, it's interchangeable uh, in the way they look. I mean, their offense is just – it doesn't matter who's out for them. 
They've had, I think, Mayan Williams was out, and then Jackson Smith and Jigba was out, and they were still able to steamroll teams. They've been fantastic. Michigan, you know, you kind of think about the resume, like Colorado State, Hawaii, and UConn. That's a horrific non-conference. They beat Maryland by seven. They beat Iowa in control by 13. They were kind of slow against Indiana. But, like, they're still winning these games, right? They're still getting the job done um, in these contests. You're not, you're not overly concerned about where they are. They've got the challenge this week, right? Penn State and maybe even Illinois to some extent, but Penn State and Ohio State are the two big measuring sticks for them. The one key is, like, for, for Michigan, they, they've done a good job of creating distance late in some of these games, but they're maybe letting teams hang around for too long. Um, and you're maybe worried, hey, does their defense give something up in the end of one of these games and allows to get tied and allows them to lose the game? But they've been up there the entire season. Then you put Penn State at number 10, who's 5-0, and and I think a really good football team. They get that win at Purdue, who I still think is you know pretty decent. They get that 41-12 win against Auburn. It's not very good, but that's when J.T. Finley um, was still there, or J.P. Finley, excuse me, uh, um, was uh, was still there. And then also you have the win against Northwestern uh, early. Oh, TJ, PJ, TJ, uh, TJ Finley was still there. 17-7 win against Northwestern was mm, it was pretty dicey, right? It was I mean not great. Um, but now they've got you know the Michigan game. We're going to see how good this Penn State team is. But like Sean Clifford's not bad, man. And they've got some real good playmakers on the offensive side. Their defenses look strong so far this season too. I actually did get a little bit of a. Um, you know, a little bit of test at times, I think, uh, from Purdue. They moved the ball over them, but still, that was week one a long time ago. So you're looking at three teams that are really entrenched there in the top 10 and three teams that, you know, look, it's Ohio State and the other two, but I still think Michigan's really damn good. And I still think Purdue's really, or Purdue's really, I still think Michigan's really damn good. I still think Penn State is really damn good. Um, I would not be shocked if either of those two teams go 11 and one. And we'll have to see what happens with 11-1 team in the Big Ten West that misses, misses. But that's why this game is huge this week. I mean, you know, you could maybe absorb a close loss to Ohio State and still get yourself um, in, into the playoff. Once again, the Big Ten is not a league, though. They have not done away with divisions yet. So the Big Ten West, whoever wins that awful Big Ten West, is going to be, you know, is going to be the place that, that sends the team probably. Look. Illinois is that other ranked team. They've been awesome so far this year. Their one loss came against Indiana in a game where the referees dropped them. It felt like they dropped them not once, but actually twice. So Illinois could easily be undefeated. Not saying it's that good of a team, but but still a really strong football team. And it's not like the West is horrible. Like I think Purdue is decent. I think Illinois is decent. Um, you know, the rest of it, I'm not really so sure about. So, Hey, look, does five teams make a conference? No, but they're top three. I mean, you know, when we're talking about these rankings, it's a combination of what do you value? Right. And I think here, you know, overall complexion should be valued. Sure. But if you got three heavy hitters, three bona fide top 10 teams, I mean, does anybody think those three teams up top in the top 10 should not be there? I don't think you can disagree with that. I mean, look at who else is outside of the top 10 right now. Penn State's at 10, but I think I'd put them ahead of Ole Miss. If if Penn State played Oklahoma State on neutral field, not sure I'd feel about that one for Oklahoma State. USC even in there too. Not sure I'd feel about that for them. So 
you know, I would not put uh, UCLA's resume is pretty decent the last couple of weeks, but I wouldn't put them all the way up there. I'm not sure I'd put Oregon over Penn State either. And you get to TC, Wake Forest, NC State, wouldn't put them. So they're all three bona fide top 10 teams. Michigan's been right around that top five all season. They're still at, you know, they got dropped the spot and they're at number five now. So am I putting too much stock at the top? Sure. Yeah, I am. But they've got three bona fide top 10 teams at this moment in time. And that's, that's something to boast about. At three, I do have the Big 12, though. The depth, it's insane, right? That's what this makes this league so much fun week in and week out. And one more thing, too, the quarterback depth, right? You're seeing Oklahoma and place like, you know, that happened to them, too, in, in Kentucky. You know, the main guy goes out, and there's some huge problems. Um, we're so, we saw the night with Alabama. Obviously, they win the game against A&M, but a and been that good this year. Um, the Big 12's quarterback depth is phenomenal. I mean, we've got backup quarterbacks putting on shows in Max Duggan right now, right? I know Donovan Smith gets benched, but Barrett, you know, he and Barrett Morton have both been excellent at times. I mean, they have Donovan Smith in there, and they beat Houston. I know it's you know, not a great Houston team, but still it's a really tough game at that point in the season. They beat them. They're, they're in the game against NC State. They don't win it, but they're in that game against NC State. They beat Texas Donovan Smith. I mean, they gave uh, Oklahoma State one hell of a run for their money, in there with Baron Morton, their third-string quarterback, right? Max Duggan, we're talking about him at TCU, how good he's been. The way Hudson Card stepped in and looked really good at, at times and kept him in the Alabama game and didn't lose a thing for him. Uh, the way you know he did it, especially in that game that he had, um, you know, the West Virginia game was, was insane. And then Jason Bean comes in for Kansas, and oh, my God, how about that performance from him? So this league's got a, a bunch of teams that are having to go to their second-string quarterback, and those guys have delivered. We have four Big 12 teams right now that have gone to their second-string quarterback, Oklahoma, Texas Tech, TCU, and Kansas. And look, I know Jason Bean hasn't played very much this season, but the results, oh my God, in that kind of a spot, in that kind of a game, for him to put them in there, save that one awful interception, phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal stuff from him and from uh, you know from that, that entire game was phenomenal. Um but, yeah, I think that's where the quarterback depth is crazy, and that just kind of makes this league stronger. And then also kind of, you know, my point about the ACC that we talked about, I've got them – we'll see them in a second here. But the reason, you know, they're not up in number three is they've got a Clemson. they got an NC State who's pretty good. they got a Wake Forest who I think is really good. But they're not as good as those schools up at the very, very top right now. And the Big 12's got more depth than the ACC does. Outside of State, Wake, and, and Clemson – you know, FSU is good. I think they're a good team, but but we saw them last week, obviously a disappointing loss, um, you know, in their game to NC State, who, who, who beat them out. Wake Forest beat them out. You know, we had a close call over the year, big win against uh, Louisville. We're not really sure Louisville's all that good either. And you look at the Coastal, the Coastal is rough. So that's why they can't be up here. But I think the Big 12, because of that depth, because they have five teams that deserve to be ranked 110%. Um, that just shows you what voters believe in them. And also, like, once again, there aren't any bad teams. West Virginia is not a bad football team, right? They might be Big 12 bad. Uh, Oklahoma, let, let's, let's be fair about them. Um, you know, they could be bad. But like, they beat, they beat Nebraska on the road by, you know, a million points. And Nebraska, you know, I know the surge in that bad Big 10 West, but, like, we saw what they are capable of. It's not like Oklahoma is a um, – a team devout of any talent at all. I mean, there's seven. Vegas has them as a seven and a half point favorite this week against the Kansas team that we all agree should be ranked. Only three AP voters had them out, you know, and I'm talking about rankings as 
we consider these teams top 25 caliber teams. So even with Oklahoma, if you put them last in the league right now, that's where I would put them right now. It's not like they don't have any talent. Now, without Dylan Gabriel, sure, they're going to be pretty lost. But it's not like they don't have a coaching staff. And I would be shocked if this thing doesn't turn around in some semblance, some way, shape, or form at some point in this year. The 3-3, three and three, kind of a new season, new mindset for them. want to see how they come out. But besides Oklahoma, man, like, you know, and also you put Oklahoma up against all those teams in the, in the, in the, the ACC Coastal, I mean – like I mean, they probably win a lot of those games or probably be favored in a lot of those games. I'm not sure they win them right now, but at first three weeks of the season, they probably win some of those games. So that's kind of where I'm at on, on that front with the big 12. I mean, Oklahoma is their, their weakest team right now. And that tells you something that really does tell you something. Texas Tech's going to be a team that ends up probably like six and six. It's going to have a hit list of really good, strong teams. Uh, you know, they already picked up two top 25 wins. They might end up, you know, being six and six with like four or five top 25 wins. That's how good this league is. It's how deep this league is. At the top, you know, I've said it, guys, I'm not sure how good Oklahoma State is. That defense can give it up. They know their identity, which is really, really important. Um, and they're really well coached. Fair catch against Texas Tech proves how well coached they are. Uh, when you when you think about a team like a TCU, right, defense not all the way there, but they're pretty aware uh, their defense is not great. Their defense can make some plays, but they've got a quarterback who is on fire right now in this in this league, and Max Duggan, who's playing some of the best football of any quarterback across the country right now. And they've got playmakers all over the place: Tay Barber, Darius Davis, Marty Mercado, Kendra Miller, Max Duggan himself, and then obviously Quentin Johnston. It's a team that's and we saw him push Kansas around for a little bit of that game. Uh, you know, physically at one point too. Think about Kansas State, like that that Farmageddon win was not pretty, but they've got an awesome defense and they've got, you know, maybe the best running backfield in the entire country in Adrian Martinez and in Deuce Vaughn together. It's just absolutely crazy how good those those guys are. And then Kansas is right there in all of this too. You know, don't forget to mention them. And Texas, Texas to me is a huge threat for the Big 12 championship because of how good that defense looks at certain times. And also Quinn Ewers makes that offense dynamic with guys like Xavier Worthy, Jatavian Sanders. The offensive line played last week is pretty impressive too for having a couple of young guys trying to hold it down. So Big 12 to me, it's not quite the Big 10. It's a little bit, you know, the, the top five, and if you play the top five in the Big 12 against top five in the Big 10, um, I think the Big 10 probably goes three and two, but it's Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State probably getting the wins, right? I mean, it's, it's pretty close. And then, you know, I, I would take, uh, the four and five in the big 12 and that can be whatever you guys want to make it to be right if you just go with what you know whatever the standings say like i will take uh i'll just go with the back three teams rank i would take texas i would take kansas state and uh i would take kansas over you know whatever that uh oh excuse me the back two rather i would take the back two whoever you want it to be over illinois and whoever that fifth best team is in in the big 10 right is it a purdue um you know, is it a Minnesota, right? Is it Wisconsin? Like I would take a lot of what the big 12 has in the back end. And then look, Penn state versus Kansas state would be a fun, interesting game, right? With the style of matchups. So I think the big town probably go three and two, but uh, top five or top five, the big 12, it's not like they're uncompetitive with those teams. And I think even some of the back might, might give some of those sec teams some trouble. So I have them at three at number four, the pac 12, they're racking up some, some good ranked teams. Here it is. USC, is a good football team. UCLA is a good football team. Oregon has really turned the corner, getting themselves to their number 12 in the country right now. It's a much different team um, than they were before. And then you go um, to the bottom part. I know Utah 
still hangs on to that number 20 ranking. I'm not really sure they should. The problem for the Pac-12, and look, I think this is a very strong Pac-12 this year. I think it really is. I think Washington State is a good football team um, this season. Uh, I mean, besides like, well, I think Cal can be good at certain times. I think Oregon State's a little bit disappointing to me. Washington got off to a good start, but they're kind of slowed down a bit now. So I think there is some depth in this Pac-12, maybe better than last year. I'm not sure, but uh, the top for them is why I put them at number four. USC, UCLA, and Oregon, as well as Utah, are four very strong teams that we think this season. And I like all four of those teams, and that's why I'm putting them over the ACC. Uh, and and you know, really, I'll just go to the ACC fifth now just to put this up there. The ACC Coastal drags you down. I'll just give you guys a list of those teams. And, and look, the reason why Pac-12 is fourth, and they might have some more heavy hitters than the Big 12 does. Let's finish up on this real fast. Stanford's 0-4 in the league, the 1-4 overall. Colorado's 0-5 uh, overall and 0-2 in the league. Uh, Arizona, like while they're an improving Arizona team, maybe probably not that very, not very good. Washington turns out to be somewhat fraudulent from what we saw early on in the season. Oregon State not succeeding. Oh, well, they should. Arizona State is a complete dumpster fire at two and four, right? Their middle class in the league is not very good. Like, what's your middle class? Oregon State, all right, that's fine. Washington, fine. It really, you know, they, they've they've kind of uh, lost some shine after that pounding they took against. Well, UCLA tried to give that game away, but still, uh, you know, they end up losing to Arizona State, who's not very good, right? Washington State's kind of the one team in that middle class that I like the most. They have the weird loss to Oregon, and I thought they were competitive at times with USC. They had a great win against Cal. Um, and then it went against Wisconsin on the road early on in the season. So I think I would put them probably as that fifth best team in the league. Once again, Cal's defense can be good at times, but they're not bringing the depth and their back end is horrible. I mean, Colorado, Arizona State, and and Stanford are three really bad football programs right now in a bad – or teams, I'd say right now, programs overall, but teams in a bad spot right now. The ACC at five – that's what I'm talking about with a certain division just dragging you down. Sure, you had Clemson. I think NC State's a very good football team um, as well. I think, you know, I think Syracuse has been exciting this year. I think Wake is very good. The four ranked teams there. I think FSU is interesting. Boston College is not good. Louisville is just really weird. They're kind of a one-man show. North Carolina is 5-1 and one and did not look great against Miami. Georgia Tech is 2-1. and one. They're in second place in the Coastal. Duke is four and two. They've been a nice, fun, pleasant surprise. We saw Kansas, you know, handle them at home. Pitt's four and two. They lost to Georgia Tech at home. And that, that's about as bad as it gets for, you know, a team like Pitt. Virginia Tech, two and four. They are not very good at all. Miami uh, is two and three. They are not very good at all. UVA has been a disaster. Two and four, oh, and three in the conference. They are not even close to what they have been before. So they basically have an entire division. I know, I know uh, North Carolina is getting votes to be ranked, but that North Carolina defense gave up 61 points against app. They gave up 45 points against a Notre Dame offense. That was stagnant. They won, you know, they had a nice points against Virginia tech, 41, 10. They're not very good. They have the close wins against Miami. And so you have stuff like that happen all the time, but you know, the coastal maybe has one good team. I think that's pretty safe to say. If you have one division in your conference that has one good team, I really can't respect that. Like, I really cannot respect that league at all. I mean, at least there is some balance in the North and the South and the Pac-12. I know they're going to have the best two teams meet in the conference championship game. But, like, 
who is in Clemson's gotten the wins over Wake Forest in North Carolina. So there are uh, NC State. So they're pretty much they're in that driver's seat, man. They're in that driver's seat for the ACC Atlantic. Who in the hell is going to give them a challenge, right? Who is going to give them a challenge from the ACC Coastal? It ain't going to be Carolina because that defense has been awful. That should be a pretty maybe fun offensive game. It's not going to be Pitt, in my opinion. It ain't going to be Georgia Tech, even though they're two and one, right? I don't think it's going to be Duke. So not saying those teams are complete crap and will be complete crap all season, but you can't look at that ACC and tell me, you know, they've got, I mean, over half the league stinks, like really does. I mean, really stinks. I know the, there's a bottom to that, to that, uh, the back 12, the ACC bottom. I mean, if you just put like line them up all together, Virginia's bad. Miami is bad. Virginia tech is bad. Um, Georgia tech, Georgia tech's three and three guys good on them. Georgia tech is bad. Like Georgia tech is bad. I know they beat Duke 23, 20, but Georgia tech is, is not a good football team. Uh, if you watch them play at all, Boston college is bad, right? Louisville is, I'll give them the, I'll give them the title of mid. I mean, look at the top part of that ACC Atlantic, man. 6-0, and 5-0, 4-2 FSU, 5-0 NC State, and 5-1 and Wake Forest. That's good. That's good. You have, you have five solid teams there. The rest of the league stinks. It really stinks. And it's not like their top part is anywhere near how good that Big Ten is. So I think just the ACC as a whole, um, you can't put that league as a whole ahead of, of the Big 12 as a whole. Maybe you could argue they could be ahead of, of the Pac-12, but USC and UCLA look really strong. And I don't think, I don't, I mean, maybe they are even here, but like if I'm stacking up the Pac-12 against the ACC, the bottom of the ACC, in my opinion, is much bigger than the bottom of the Pac-12. And that's why I would put the, the ACC behind the Pac-12. And I, I, that's why also, that's why those schools, you know, that, that those conferences won't eclipse the Big 12. So look, they've got a team each of these leagues, Clemson and then USC, who are ahead in the rankings of the highest-ranked Big 12 team, that is Oklahoma State. But once you start going to the you know, kind of the next tier, the, you know, the secondary tier, and the next level, like are these leagues much better than the teams at the top, right? TCU and UCLA, people want to say, oh, UCLA probably pretty good, yeah. I mean, yeah, but TCU's right up there as well, right? Oh, Utah, probably really good. Yeah, but Kansas State as well. You know, we saw Utah lose twice now to – Pretty bad Florida team. I know it was week one. Uh, you know, pretty mid Florida team. And uh, also, they, you know, they got kind of run there towards the end against UCLA, right? So what am I supposed to do with that? And Kansas, obviously, has made a great accounting of themselves. So I think the overall depth of the Big 12, you put the Big 12's top 10 teams against the Pac-12's top 10 teams, I think the Big 12 would win more of those games the Pac-12. What if you put the top 10 teams in the Big 12 against the top 10 teams of the ACC? I think I like the chances of the Big 12 as well to win a lot of those games. I mean, you favor, you know, once you get past Clemson beating Oklahoma State, like, all right, you know, you put NC State against uh, against TCU, right? How does that one go? Uh, you put Kansas State going up against uh, Wake Forest. That would be a really weird contrast of styles. It would be a lot of fun to watch that game happen. Uh, those corners from, from Kansas State going up against wide receivers from Wake Forest would be a lot of fun. But I think you'd like Kansas State's chances maybe doing neutral field type things in these games. If you'd stack up, uh, you know, the fourth best team, trying to think who it is off the top of my head in the ACC, you were to stack – oh, yeah, Syracuse. Shout out to Syracuse. I'll give them some love. Right, you were to stack up Syracuse against Kansas. That's a fun, compelling game. I would give Kansas the edge uh, in that game. If you put Texas up against FSU, wherever else you want to do as the fifth-ranked team, that you'd give probably Texas the edge. And then once you start getting to the other matchups, I mean, you know, Carolina uh, against a, you know, let's just say, you know, Texas Tech 
or whoever you want to put as the fifth best team, right? Uh, I'm just kind of going out of order now, but you see what I'm saying with that. Like if you matched up these teams pound for pound, the Big 12 was better than them. I'm not going to go out here and say the Big 12 is better than the Big 10 or the SEC, not going to do that. But if you put them pound for pound, their depth up against most of these leagues, I mean, especially towards that back end, like you'd probably maybe see some pretty lopsided scores with the Big 12 teams getting the better of some of these uh, other conferences' back parts just because they're not as deep. And people seem to acknowledge the depth of the Big 12 as well. All right, that will do it for today's show. One more word before we get out of here. Today's show is brought to you all by Nissan. You guys know Nissan has been great, making great vehicles for years, and they've got a new segment called the Thrilling Moment segment that goes way beyond traditional spots and dots. And make sure you guys know that Nissan is for the extraordinary, our extraordinary play this week. How about that fair catch from Oklahoma State against Texas Tech? Uh, that's got to be the extraordinary moment. There's a lot of great plays. Sure, Tay Barber. Sure, Quentin Johnston. Sure, Darius Davis. Sure, Lawrence Arnold. Sure, all those guys, whatever. Nah, the heady play. Because you know what? Nissan, they, they appreciate that stuff. So once again, the thrilling moment this week is the fair catch. Thrilling Designs are what Nissan brings to you. They're intended to empower drivers in vehicles as capable as a driver themselves. When I think of unbelievable abilities on the field, I think of, once again, the fair catch this week against Texas Tech. And also I think Nissan as well. All right, folks, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at LOBig12. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Find the show wherever you podcast and on YouTube as well. Till next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.